All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I am your host. And today we are going to be talking about two first day of school activities. Now, if you've already started your first day, that's okay. You can put these in your back pocket for tomorrow. Um, But if you are just about to start or you're not starting until after Labor Day, these are two awesome activities that I would love to see you use in your classroom. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. All right, let's discuss the first day of school together. Now, I know some of you have already started, like I said, but there are some of you that don't head back until after Labor Day. And you know what? I actually used to be in that same camp of starting after Labor Day. And I have to say that I absolutely loved it because in LA, when I used to live in LA, August is one of our most beautiful months. The weather is just phenomenal. So it was really nice to be able to enjoy the beach for that entire month and then get back into the swing of things in September. So those of you that start after Labor Day, enjoy these next few weeks of summer. Okay, so let's go back to talking about the first day of school. So, you know, a lot of feelings come up rushing back to us, especially to me, as I think about that first day of school, because one, it can be super, super exciting for us. You know, I I know the feeling you can't wait to meet your new students and get to know them, but, you know, also share all of the exciting things that you've been planning for them over the summer and that you have planned throughout the year. But I also know all too well how exhausting, like utterly exhausting that first day of school is. And after having not been in the classroom, you know, for a few weeks or a few months, I always lose my voice that first week of school too. So bedtime that first day, it is like 830. And I'm sure some of you guys are in the same camp as well. And so in order to make that first day back in your classroom with your students, just a little bit less stressful, a little bit more fun, I'm going to share with you two must do just awesome activities for your first day in middle school with your kids. So I'm not going to be talking about, you know, classroom management or classroom environment policies, procedures. That's not what this episode is about. For that, I would actually highly recommend checking out Responsive Classroom because their first day of school ideas and procedures really are incredibly powerful and extremely beneficial for setting yourself up for just an awesome school year. So that's Responsive Classroom. So instead, we're going to be talking about two fun activities that you can do really in addition to your usual routines on that first day. Okay, so the first activity is a classroom scavenger hunt. Sounds fun, right? And the second activity is a mystery read aloud. So after listening to this episode, I would love for you to be able to take one or both of these ideas back into your classroom for that very first day of school. So that's my goal for you walking out of this is that you can either use one or both of these ideas in your classroom on that first day. Okay, so let's get started with our first activity, which is a classroom scavenger hunt. Now, before I tell you exactly how that works, I think it's important for us to remember that for students, that first day back in the classroom, that first day back at school can mean a lot of sitting, 
like a lot of sitting, especially if they go to multiple teachers and they're sitting with all of their teachers in all of those classrooms. That is super, super boring. I don't know about you, but I don't like doing that. So what I like to do is I like to get my students up and moving around the classroom with a classroom scavenger hunt. So doing this actually really helps break up the day for them and can help them learn some of my classroom procedures, policies, and expectations in a fun way. Because I do still think it's really important to go over your policies, procedures, and expectations on that very first day of school. And Responsive Classroom talks about that as well. So the goal of the classroom scavenger hunt is to teach my students our classroom policies and procedures, but just in a different way than just reading off the syllabus, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. But this is just a different way to go about doing that. And so I will say, too, that after my students complete this activity, we do go into depth in our syllabus as well. I really want to make sure that everything is super, super clearly communicated to them and laid out for them on that very first day of school, right? There's nothing worse than students not knowing what your expectations are for the classroom. So it's really important that those are very, very clearly communicated to them from the get-go. Okay, so the first thing I do for our classroom scavenger hunt is I have a classroom scavenger hunt handout that has specific questions on it, which answers, those answers can be found by exploring the classroom. So let me give you an example so you can kind of start to visualize this. So I always ask my students a question about the checkout procedure for a library book in our class library. And so what they would do is that question would be on their classroom scavenger hunt worksheet and they would go over to our class library where I have a little mini poster that they can find there that explains the procedure and they write down their answer on the classroom scavenger hunt handout. And now I usually do about six questions for the scavenger hunt that cover some of like our more important procedures for our classroom. So things like how to sign out to use the restroom, how to check out a book from our class library, um, how we begin and end each class period together so that those expectations are clearly discussed on that first day of school. So just things that are really important to kind of the inner workings of the classroom. Those are the types of questions that I include on the scavenger hunt. And then around the room are little posters that explains each of those procedures and then they copy them down. So it's a lot more effective for them to be writing down the answers or, you know, these procedures on their handout for the classroom scavenger hunt than me just standing at the front of the classroom reading them to them or one of the other class or, you know, one of the other students reading the same things over and over. It gets boring. And I think by them writing it down, it's actually making, it's much more likely for them to remember it, right? It's making that connection in their brain when they actually write something down. Um, So that's really helpful for that as well. And so I usually give students about, you know, 15, maybe 20 minutes to complete this task. And then we end the activity by going over the answers as a whole group. And then we go into, you know, a lot more detail about each procedure, each expectation. We even practice some of the procedures and expectations together um, when we're talking about, you know, If an issue arises in class, what are the repercussions for a certain behavior? We'll practice that together. You know, I'll have two students come up to the front of the classroom and we'll talk about how we resolve that issue together. Um, So it's just much more interactive than me just telling them everything. And so I love this activity because it really is just a great way to get them up and moving around your classroom. And it's really easy for you to make your own if you'd like. Um, But I actually have this exact resource in our Teachers Pay Teachers store, um, the same exact one 
that I use and it's editable. So you can check that out if you want to. You can go to ebacademics.com forward slash scavenger hunt. Again, ebacademics.com forward slash scavenger hunt. And you can, you know, you can easily make your own or you can just use the template that I've already created for you. Now, I will give you one warning about this activity though. Before you embark on this activity, on this journey of this classroom scavenger hunt, I think it's really important that you clearly set the parameters for your students. So you want to maybe even brainstorm together as a class. What are some clear expectations that students should have in order to participate in this activity? Things like, you know, maybe no running around the room, no screaming, whatever your expectations are that you need to set for your students. You really want to make sure that you do that beforehand. I would also let them know that when you ring a bell or when you designate, you know, another signal, whatever your signal is to get your students back together and paying attention to um, you and what your next instruction is, you should let them know what that is so that they can immediately go back to their seats or immediately give you their attention. And that's a great way to practice that as well, right? Because that's a strategy that we as teachers use in our classrooms to get our students' attention. So whatever it is that you do in your classroom, I would have them practice that um, at that moment as well. Okay, so the second activity that I do once the scavenger hunt is done is I introduce an evidence-based writing activity. Yes, you know I'm obsessed with evidence-based writing. It is like the backbone of everything I've ever done in my classroom. And the reason I do something really, you know, kind of highly academic on my first day with my students is that I want them to know from the get-go that literary analysis, that evidence-based writing is going to be a cornerstone of our curriculum throughout the entire school year together. So by introducing it on the very first day, that shows students how important this writing, this evidence-based writing, this framework is and how important it's going to be in our classroom throughout the school year. Okay, so let's talk about this evidence-based writing activity that I do. So what I do is we will read aloud, and I also sometimes project it on my smart board, is I read aloud the picture book called The Mary Celeste, An Unsolved Mystery from History by Jane Yolen. And then what I do is after reading the book together, I have my students gather evidence from the text to attempt to solve the mystery. So they're reading a fun picture book that's really interesting and engaging, but they're also utilizing, you know, claims and evidence and justification on that very, very first day of school. And so I want to say if you aren't familiar with this story... Just to give you an idea, it's about an abandoned ship that's found drifting in the Atlantic Ocean in like 1872 or something like that. And there's no one on board. So it's this abandoned ship drifting in the Atlantic. No one's on board. And the eerie thing about it is that there are no signs of foul play at all. So like there's no one there, no signs of foul play. So it's like, what happened, <laughs> right? What what on earth happened? Well, there are a bunch of different theories included in the book, but I like to make my students play detective and try to figure out what happened for themselves. So after we read the book, um, actually, I'm sorry, while we're reading the book, I give them an evidence tracker. And so they'll record on their evidence tracker their possible theory or theories if they have more than one. They'll find evidence from the text that supports that theory, and then they'll just justify their reasoning for the specific theory that they came up with. And then we come back together as a whole class and we discuss the various theories and they are using their textual evidence and talking about their justification right from the get-go, which is super, super cool, right? So it's such a great way to start the year together just in terms of academics because you're covering so many Common Core State Standards for ELA and your students are super engaged because it's a really, really fascinating story. Um, So 
that's just a really, you know, cool way, like I said, to start the academic year together. All right, so that's it for today's episode. So to recap, try to add in a classroom scavenger hunt to get your students up and moving, but we'll also allow you to cover your classroom procedures, your policies, expectations, etc. And then also incorporate a mystery story like the Mary Celeste, an unsolved mystery from history, to get your students engaged in their academics on that very, very first day. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, I would love for you to share about it. Um, Share about the podcast over on Instagram. Take a picture of you listening to our podcast um, and tag us at EV Academics on Instagram to let us know that you're a listener. I love connecting with our listeners um, over in Instagram direct messages. So don't ever hesitate or feel like you can't reach out to us. We are totally accessible and we would love to answer any questions that you have. Okay. Again, I appreciate you being here and spending part of your day with me. I'm wishing you guys all the best as the new school year begins, and I will see you next Tuesday.